Well, good morning. This is To The Max, brought to you by Ignite. I'm your host, Dario Melton. Today, you have the opportunity to become what you've never been before, for you to do what you've never done before, for you to go where you've never gone before. Square your shoulders, lift your head, and lift your eyes until the hills from whence your help come. And know that today you have the opportunity to become a higher expression of yourself. The standard God's standard is opposite of what comes naturally to us. That naturally, what we do is not God's standard. And that's why we have to be reminded through Scripture as Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself or herself. And I don't believe it takes a rocket scientist. I don't believe it takes a prophet. I don't believe it takes a theologian to tell you that selfishness and conceit comes naturally. That we are naturally selfish. We are naturally conceited. And so we don't have to be taught that. And we're naturally selfish and naturally conceited because our standards are usually opposite than what God's standards are and our standards are lower than what God's standards are. Paul said, let nothing be done out of selfishness or empty conceit. Nothing? Nothing means nothing. So, I know in my mind, that I don't have a standard of doing nothing out of selfishness. And most of the time, my standard is a whole lot lower. In fact, when it comes to selfishness, I usually pat myself on the back. For anything that I do that I don't consider to be selfish. Let alone, when we look at Paul's writing, um, God's standard say nothing out of selfishness, not some things, nothing. We're living in a society that, that, but people want recognition, they want credit, they want applause, they want approval. Paul said, let nothing be done to get the applause of man, to get the acceptance of man, to get the recognition of man. And we do things because we want to be recognized. Because recognition make us feel some type of way by ourselves. And Paul said, what you're feeling about yourself is that standard of selfishness. But I'm sure this never happens to you. 
But I have noticed that even when I do small things, I hope someone noticed them. Whether that vacuuming floor, washing the dishes, washing the clothes, and not just washing, folding the clothes. I'm already feeling good about my selfish behavior because besides, I took the time to do all of this and I feel good that I did it. Clothes are now full, kitchen is now clean, den is now clean. I'm feeling good about my selfless behavior and I surely hope she does too. So just so you know, that's not God's standard. So what do you mean? Yes. We got to be real with ourselves. That is not God's standard. Selfishness is thinking, I got to have it. Or I got to outdo them. Conceit is being a sore loser when you don't get it. When you don't outdo them. So then being conceited is also putting on these airs. Put on these airs, and once we put these airs on, we become the judge of who's worthy and who's not. So when God's word says, let nothing be done out of selfishness or empty conceit, it is a high standard. It's a high standard of removing, I have to have it, and it's a high standard of removing, trying to outdo somebody else. And so as we remove those things, it removes a judgmental attitude. But unfortunately, we tend to navigate back towards our standard, which is lower than God's standard. You, you remember in the scriptures when Jesus or Peter um, asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive my offender? And Peter thought he was being generous to say seven. When the culture, that is, the culture standard was three. Peter said, my standard is above what the culture say. The culture say three times, forgive three times. But my standard is seven. That I'll double what the culture says. That I have a higher standard. And listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus says, your standard is still too low. Jesus said 70 times 7. Peter said, I'm at 7. Jesus said 70 times 7. That our standard is always lower than God's standard. So then it's time for you and I to raise our standard. Especially when we're on the verge of a new year and people are making resolutions about what they want to achieve, about what they want to do. Nothing is wrong with by having goals in life, but it's the goals for selfish ambition, empty, conceit. Paul said we ought to do things to esteem other people better than ourselves. He says, we have to have the Christ-like behavior. And that behavior, as he says, began in the loneliness of mind. Um, the loneliness of mind, he said. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. So if I'm not doing things out of selfishness or empty conceit, I'm doing it with humility, which starts in my mind. 
What is our mind? Our mind is considered um, our heart. Our heart in our minds it is it's the essence of who we are, what we think, where life takes place at. He says our behavior always start in our heart and our mind. So then my behavior then is a byproduct of what I'm thinking about. Let that marinate for a moment. So then if I can win the battle of my heart, win the battle of my mind, I can win the battle of my behavior. So instead of me focusing on behavior change, I ought to be focusing on heart change. Because if you can win the battle of your heart, you can win the battle of your behavior. And when you win the battle in your heart and not the battle in your behavior, the battle in your heart makes behavior change permanent. The proverb says to us, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Or one translation say, guard your heart with all vigilance. That God knows that if he has our heart, he has our lives. So we are to set our minds then on what God will have us to do. So if I'm ever going to learn to live a life free of selfishness and conceit, it will only be when my heart and mind are continually set on the things of God. Uh, it's interesting that in Matthew's chapter in particular verse 20 Jesus says to the disciples he says that your righteousness have to exceed that of the Pharisees now what does Jesus really mean to us simply put that a child of God must live by a higher standard higher standard so so let, let, let's consider some observations then about the pharisees when we consider jesus statement to the disciples comparative to the pharisees jesus took the highest standard of religion in his time and said to the disciples it isn't enough Standard still too low. Because what we must understand, uh, what you, I would like for you to understand about the scribes and the Pharisees is that they were the religious elite of that day and age. And so Jesus said that these important people, religious elite, that they were doing religion, not for God, here it is, but for selfish recognition that they wanted to be the religious eat it was a matter of pride for them they felt like it was somebody because of how much law they knew how religious they were and and, and jesus simply said they are uh, that god is not impressed nor does god want empty ritualism that we go through the routines 
because going through the routines make us feel a certain way by ourselves. So then to be a religious person, to keep the law, and to broadcast one's own righteousness means nothing. If it is done for selfish ambitions. So Jesus simply says, when you do things from selfish ambitions, you are a religious fraud. That outwardly, you're showing the law, but inwardly, your heart is not in it. And so when we consider the fact that the standard has been changed and that Jesus has raised the standard for our lives. The problem is we are not to judge ourselves by other people's behavior because God is more concerned about what's going on in our hearts. And since he's concerned about what's going on in our hearts, I, I, I want you to know this. That we just can't live off the fact that we're starting a good work, that we are moving towards a great thing, that we have goals and agendas. Um, God wants us to be selfless. And part of the perfecting process God uses for us to not to be selfish is our own obedience. Nowhere. Nowhere in scripture do we hear God instruct us to be humble. I know this is challenging to think. No, God always instructed us to humble ourselves. He, he says in Matthews, um, verse 23, well, chapter 23, verse 12, he says, whoever exalts himself will be humble and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So if we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, humility then is an action, not a style. So the goal the standard is not to be labeled humble. The standard is to act humbly. And that and the responsibility for that is our responsibility. And so do nothing out of selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind. So Paul is saying, don't, don't just look out for your personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So we're, we're being told here to go to the max. You got to lift other people up. That you have to replace selfishness and conceit with looking out for the other people's interests and make them more important than ourselves. So these two new behaviors are more important than yourself and not looking only to your own interests will not produce or will not be produced rather by a powerful heart or from a daily walk rooted in arrogance. 
And so at the end of the day, selfish ambition and conceit comes from an idolatrous belief that we are due more than we have received and that we're worthy of more honor than we're getting. And that's why we have so much frustration in our midst. That's the reason there's so much bitterness. And it's probably safe for me to say to you this morning that humility is one of or is part of the foundation, if not the foundation, um, that enable us to be all Christ will have us to be. Because we cannot come to God except we are humble. We cannot resolve conflict without being humble. We cannot deal with the sin of others rightly without being humble. And we especially cannot resist selfishness without being humble. Humble. So we must embrace and live out humility in order to truly live and go to the max and to be all God has meant for us to be. And so knowing that the standard has been raised and knowing that our righteousness ought to exceed that of the Pharisees then it is necessary to know that there is only one standard. That this high standard of living probably makes everyone on this podcast uncomfortable. That I'm no better in and of myself than those enemies of Christ if my standard is not higher. That I can't control my heart, my anger, if my standard is not higher. And so the bar has been raised. And the bar is not going to change. Notice Jesus did not come to destroy the, 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 or to lower the bar. Jesus came to fulfill in fact, he said, do not think that I've come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And so if Christ fulfilled it, he met the standard. He met the standard. So what I say to you in concluding today, that Christ is the standard by which we must live. In other words, what does Christ do for us? He went to the cross. He humbled himself. So the cross is the high standard to empty oneself so one can become a higher expression of oneself. I'm praying, hoping that this year you learn to become a higher expression of yourself by emptying yourself. Thank you for listening today and I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Max Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. 
be sure to visit ignite.club. That's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the map.